Sports are always a good way to take one's mind off serious matters like the economic crisis. But no such luck for European soccer fans. They're closely following the Euro 2012 tournament right now. The games are being played in Poland and Ukraine. But even there, the Euro crisis narrative is hard to avoid. The world's William Troop is following the tournament for us. So, William, uh, we're at the halfway point now in uh, Euro 2012. Eight teams are moving on to the exciting knockout stages. Uh, What does the Euro crisis, though, have to do with all of this? Well, uh, you have to remember that this is a tournament where nations are represented. Each team represents uh, a country in Europe. And all the big players in the Eurozone crisis are there. Uh, Greece, Germany, France, Spain, Italy. I mean, everybody. And uh, so when you get certain matchups, it's just really hard not to think of what else is going on in the life of these countries. And the big matchup coming up on Friday is Germany against Greece. I mean, it can't get any better than that. Right. I mean, it's incredible. And there's also Italy and Spain involved. This is turning into like the Euro crisis 2012 cup. That's right. That's right. (laughs) And it's really hard to avoid that narrative, as you said. Is it different, though, on the soccer field? I mean, does Greece really stand a chance in the knockout round? Uh, Let me think about that. No. (laughs) Uh, Actually, Greece is very much the underdog. They are kind of a feisty team that uh, has to battle really to advance, whereas Germany... It looks a little bit like they're on cruise control. And uh, like almost every tournament that Germany plays in, uh, the question is, can Germany be stopped? But uh, really, you have to give the Greeks a little more credit than that. They are a disciplined lot uh, out on the field. And that's kind of, you know, the reverse of stereotypes that are common in Europe right now about Greece and the financial crisis. When Greece takes the field in in a soccer match, they're actually quite efficient. Uh, They have very few chances. And so far, they've taken them and scored. So uh, watch out, Germany. So what do the players make of all this? Well, I'll I'll just quote one Greek player who spoke to the press uh, yesterday, and he said, this is bad. You know, we're just players, and uh, we're playing a game we love. And all this hoopla about the Euro crisis being injected into this game is just counter to what it's supposed to be about, which is 11 guys out there trying to score a goal. Right. Well, let me put you out on a limb, uh, William, and ask you whether you think the tough economic challenges in some of these countries are are actually raising the game level on the pitch. Well, actually, they might be. Uh, So far, this tournament has been pretty exciting uh, with a lot of these interesting matchups coming down to the wire where, you know, somebody has to score or they go home. And uh, there have been some surprises soccer-wise. The Netherlands, a big soccer power in Europe, they went home defeated three times in a row. Mm. So this tournament is kind of open for anybody to win, though everybody expects the big final to be the two best teams coming into the tournament, which is Germany and Spain, another matchup that has... uh, echoes of the Eurozone crisis. Right. So that's the conventional wisdom. Are you hoping for any particular final? What I'm hoping for is surprises. I'm hoping that the, uh, the, the teams that you expect to win don't and that we see kind of an unusual final like uh, Portugal and Italy. I, I'm a big Italy fan, so I'm really hoping for Italy to make it to the final. Well, whoever wins, one thing is for sure, they're not going to have to bail anybody out. The world's soccer connoisseur, William Troop, thank you as always. You're welcome.